And the title of my message is Step Into Our Privilege. How many of y'all realize you are privileged? See, y'all don't. It's, it's hard to grasp because we don't feel worthy. But let me tell you, when you believe in God, when you believe in what God sent His Son to do for you, you are privileged. The word privilege, it means a right or immunity granted as a peculiar. That word peculiar is distinctive, special, particular, and unusual benefit. Come on. Advantage. Favor. Prerogative. An exclusive or special right or power, a distinctive excellence. That's what you are. That's what you are. God sees you no other way. He's waiting for us to see us that way. He's waiting for us to step into that. First Peter. Chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence, excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. And this tells us right off the bat, if we're believers, we will be his, we will be his and that we will proclaim his excellencies. Right off the bat, that we've been called out. But see, here's the thing about this. It requires an active faith and obedience. It requires some action on our part. It requires obedience and faith on our part. Stepping into privilege means we are exposed as his kids. Come on, when we step out of darkness into the light, it exposes us as his kids. Come on, you ever been hit with a light? That's what the enemy does. And it exposes us as his kids. And let me tell you something. There is one who is trying to keep you from realizing how privileged you are, and that's the devil. That's why he's always forming a weapon against you to keep you from stepping into your privilege. You're chosen. You're royal. You're holy. You're his possession. 
Come on, think about that. See, from the time we opened DCC, we know that this wasn't church as usual. That's one thing we've always known here. Because I never understood why the Lord called me off the back of bucking shoots and put me right here. And so we've known time is serious when he starts getting old flank men to come do this. Come on. See, in all our travels, here's what we've seen and witnessed firsthand. A common thread that has run throughout the United States that God is stirring in his people to change the face of the church. He's changing the face of the church. He's stirring in people to take that sheep mentality and turn us into a people who are chosen, who are royal, who are his possession, who serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. Come on. See, the problem from the jump, though, is in order to be the sons and daughters that we're supposed to be, we have to believe it. You got to believe you're privileged. You got to believe you're walking in favor. You are walking in the light. You ain't like anybody else. Come on. And you have to have faith to step into that. And then begin to walk in it. See, we have to learn to walk in it. That's a privilege that the enemy doesn't want us to realize. See, this isn't a privilege about stuff. Hear me. Don't let this get perverted. This is a privilege about authority, about power, about conquering, about victory. Come on. See, we can't allow that privileged history to be forgotten. And that's the reason we've been talking about Noah. We've been talking about creation. We've been talking about our fathers and how God brought things together and how Noah built an ark out of, he, he believed the word of God. He believed what was happening. And let me tell you something, that was a privilege for him to know what was coming. Then the stuff was supplied, come on man, for him to build an ark to save his family. Come on, y'all see how that works. That was a privilege that everybody else was missing the mark. But yet Noah, see, the history, God, Noah knew the history of how sin, how the sin came in and they missed the mark. Noah knew that history. See, we have three generations right now that don't know there's even a mark to hit. So we have to be the ones that are come out of darkness and say, here's the mark, here's where we're going, here's what we're building, and here's what we're doing. 
And we can do that and the devil can't stop us because we're privileged and because we're favored, because we're chosen, because we're royal and because we're his possession and he's faithful. Come on, are y'all with me? See, it's not about, the rainbow wasn't about normalizing or expecting, accepting the sin of a perverse and crooked generation. That's not what that rainbow's about. That rainbow's about a covenant that he's not going to flood the earth again because everybody's missing the mark. The promise is he's going to catch it on fire. Huh? See, it's our responsibility as God's kids to straighten the lie out for our kids by walking as believers and continuing in the faith. Being obedient to his word because we're chosen, because we're royal, because we're holy. We're his possessions and we're proclaiming his excellence regardless of all the nonsense going on around us. Are y'all with me? Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. This is a promise that if we'll do our part, if we'll do our part and be strong and be courageous and do not be afraid or tremble at them, the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. Look what it says. He will not fail you or forsake you. That's a promise. He can't fail. I don't care what your situation, I don't care what your circumstances is, He will not fail you nor forsake you. So in the midst of everything going on around you, you don't have to be a recluse. You don't have to worry about what other people are doing or what they got or what they ain't got or what they could give you. Come on, are y'all hearing me? Jesus walked right amongst all the leprosy, all the everything, just touching and going about because he walked in the power and authority and he was favored. He was a son of the Most High God. He was the light. It didn't bother him one bit. He kept right on going. Come on. He didn't let a weapon be formed against him. That's a promise. He will not fail you or forsake you. When the weapon is formed, that's what you're... Lord, I thank you your promise is you'll not leave me nor forsake me. Come on. Lamentations 3. Let's look at another one. 22. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. That's a promise. His loving kindness never ceases. For his compassions, I like that, compassions not just compassion, compassions, a bunch of them. <laughs> Never fail. 
never fail. And here's what I really like. They're new every morning. So when we leave here and we mess up all day long, we can't use it up. That's amazing, ain't it, Peanut? Because we can sure work on that. But we can never use them up. And he's always faithful and he's always waiting for us to step back in that privilege. To be chosen. To be royal. Come on. To be his possession. And not, ooh, man. His possession, not the enemy's. See, when we understand the faithfulness of God and His intentions toward us, we can walk as sons and daughters and be actively pursuing His will in faith. You don't have to be perfect because we know He's faithful. Isn't that awesome? Philippians 3, 14. Look what it says. Paul says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press on for the upward call towards it. He didn't receive it yet. He's pressing towards it. So as children and sons and daughters of God, listen, we're always working towards it. And the enemy's always coming, trying to form weapons to keep us from going forward. He's always coming, trying to get us to bite off on some lie or get our focus somewhere else. Or, come on. And he'll use anything and everything to take and steal your anointing. Listen. If you ain't writing anything down, write this down. Some people has to be pressed in. Some people have to be pressed in before they can press on. You're going to be pressed. You're going to be squeezed. You're going to feel like I don't have, I'm not enough. I can't tell you how many times the enemy comes to tell me how horrible of a pastor I am. And that I'm not enough. Just being honest with you. Can walk right out of here. And tell you right off the bat. How horrible that was. And every time you come back. I'm like. <laughs> come on are y'all with me. How many times have you left here and felt like a sorry sucker? The enemy is trying to form a weapon against us all the time. And the whole time, God's just saying, just keep stepping in. Keep stepping into this privilege. Keep stepping in. Take one more step. God doesn't cause us to leaps of faith. That ain't in the Bible. Eh. 
God didn't call us to take leaps. That's how you fall fat on your face. He called us to take steps. Right? He lights our steps up. Little by little. Let me put this this way. Think back when you was a young lad or young female. How many times did you have to be told to clean your room? Huh? Every morning. Clean your room. Go clean your room. Go clean your room. If you don't clean your room, see, some people have to be pressed in to be able to press on. See, there's a privilege to living in a clean house. Oh, I... See, chores aren't about torture. And it ain't about parents just getting free child labor. <laughs> right? It's teaching responsibility. It's teaching, it's giving you something to aim at. If you want to, listen, walking into your house and it's clean is a blessing. It's comfortable. Things are in order and things, come on. It's not depressing, it's, right? That takes work. <laughs> it, it'll get better, I promise. <laughs> See, it's a mark to hit. We're teaching our kids there's a mark to hit. It's an upward call. For us to be sons and daughters that proclaim His excellencies... A lot had to happen to get us to being chosen, royal, holy, to make us his possession. A lot had to happen when you think about it. And the Bible is laid out there for us. Listen, as we continue down this road, it's going to take a lot of faith. It's going to take a lot of obedience in the midst of all this darkness. But I can tell you we're privileged. And the word of God is the same today and forever. doesn't matter what the world's doing. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, it says, Now he who supplies, that's God. Now he who supplies... See, now we're going to talk about some stuff. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing, look what it says, and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality. You didn't know y'all were liberals, did you? See, you're free to share what God gives you.
See, God shall supply. The word supply means level up. He will level up. He will furnish. He will accomplish. He will complete. He will make full all your needs, occasions, demands, requirements, or destination, destitution, your business, the lack of, necessity. He will make up and level up anything that you need. That's a privilege. And you step into that privilege for everything you need for God to not only meet your need, but to meet others' needs. As you're at the increase of your righteousness, how many of y'all found out yet it is a joy to give? It's a joy to it, You're looking for somebody to give to because it increases the seed. Oh, man. God will supply what's needed to proclaim His excellencies. Come on. So that we can meet the needs around us while planting more seed to multiply and grow even at a later time when the opportunity of belief and faith collide. I'm telling you there's seed that has been sowed that you don't even know in your life and it is just waiting for faith and obedience to collide. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Somebody say, we going somewhere. Verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to babes in Christ. I gave you milk to drink. Ooh, man. Come on, it's coming in. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you're not yet able, for you are still fleshly, for since there is jealousy, strife among you, are you not fleshly? And are you not walking like mere men? For when one says, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, and I'm of Apollos, are you not mere men? Listen, 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 listen. Paul is saying, hey, there's strife. There's jealousies amongst y'all. I can't even talk to you yet because you're fleshly. Let me tell you what's going on right now. In our country, in our culture of church, God is pressing, God is pressing and bringing correction and order and driving out the immaturity so that he can get a people who can receive the meat of the word. And it's happening all over this country. Paul said, I can't yet. 
He's saying, for when one says, I am Paul, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulos. In other words, for when one says, I'm a Catholic, when one says, I'm a Methodist, when one says, I'm a, come on, are y'all with me? Because that's what they were doing here. What then is Apollos and what then is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants, he who waters are one. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's field. You are God's field. God's building. Now, Mama. Reading her Bible. I was a young man. She was reading her Bible at 4.30 in the morning. I just caught her. That was a seed. When I first started dating Wendy, I walked in the house. In the evening, Barbara, reading her Bible, planted a seed. When my daddy began to talk about church stuff and quit cussing and actually want to go to church, he said almost. He's still pressing on. <laughs> planted a seed come on planted a seed brother Troy planted seeds pastor Bill Wallace planted seeds pastor Jerry Hovatter planted seeds Seeds that were not yet ready because the faith and the obedience wasn't there yet. But they were seeds that were planted. Me and Luke were in Laredo. And it's, last year was drought. And I'm talking most of it looked like that concrete. We were driving down through there and we were just astounded at how green everything was. And we were riding down one of the roads and it's just grass. Just grass in the road. It was just like, in Luke, he was like, look at this grass. And y'all, I'm telling you, the anointing of God just hit me. 
And I looked at Luke, and Luke was looking at me. And I said, the seed was waiting for the opportunity. The seed was there. It was just waiting for the opportunity. To jump. To grow. Because see, the seeds that were in my life I had to die. Seeds have to die. And then the, at the right opportunity, the water comes. And the water softens the seed to crack, to grow. God causes that growth at the time when it needs to grow. And as the increase of righteousness, the harvest, come on, are y'all with me? Not only that grass that is in that road, it had been there before, but then heat and drought and time And the grass withered and the flowers faded, but the seed was still there for the next opportunity. This country's been in a spiritual drought. And now this stirring that it's not church as usual That this sheep mentality stirring in people. There's fixing to be a harvest, an increase where it was once just rock and dirt. It's fixing to blossom. And let me tell you, that's going to bring another seed time and harvest we just have to be willing to step in it be obedient to walk in it come on y'all with me when we believe it activates our faith as we press on toward the upward call our lives will produce fruits, fruit which carries with it the seeds to sow. With this seed, I will sow. See, that's the one thing God has got to get in his people that when there is a harvest, when there is increase, we've got to learn to sow it back. By faith we believe 
in Jesus. We step into the privilege of his kingdom and the principle of seed, time, and harvest begins to advance the kingdom in our lives and in others. It's a principle, seed, time, and harvest. Now I want you to write this down somewhere. This will change your life. This will change your life. God rejoices when we manifest the kind of faith that holds him to his word. Come on, man, that will change your life. God is waiting for us to step in and manifest the kind of faith and obedience that holds him to his word. God, you said no weapon formed against me will prosper. God, your word says you're faithful. The enemy's coming against my mind. The enemy's coming against my health. The enemy's coming against my finances. The enemy's trying to rob me of my harvest. The enemy's trying to, come on. God rejoices when we stand in the mouth of the cave and just shout out, God, I know you're faithful. God, I know you're, this cave ain't my home. Even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, he was singing that song, and I, this is just what I pictured. King David going, hey, I wrote that song. I got tickled. And then I just pictured him twirling, leaping, running off. Thank you, Lord. I wrote that song. Come on. Y'all stand with me. Now, God is waiting. Can I get a microphone? have to say this because it, it just fits but because he was talking about the drought I had seen this thing on the weather channel where they took a cup of water and real quick tipped it over to the land so the water was full and you could see it drain in and they did it on three types of land they did it on uh, land that had been in drought on land that had been completely saturated and then somewhere one some that was somewhere in the middle and you would think the drought would just go it would just suck it mm -hmm. right in. Mm -hmm. And that the part that was saturated, that the water would have no place to go, and it would just slowly go in. And it was the exact opposite. The, water, the land that was saturated, 
the water just went right straight through. The land that was in drought was the longest one that took for the water to, to, to be absorbed. And the reason I say that is because somebody may hear it because he's talking about that and he's talking about being in drought and getting in the word and then and breaking the seed. So it, if you've been in drought and you go, okay, I'm ready for my seed to break in my harvest, but you start studying and you start struggling, it doesn't mean the seed's not there. Sometimes it's just, you just have to keep at it. It's good. So that, it's un, so good. that it has a chance to, to absorb. You know, and you're looking at the people who have been all, all into it all the time, and they just read a word and, bam, they're off and running. And you still can't figure out what's wrong with you. It's, <laughs> it's not that it's not there. and It's not that it's not for you. and It's not that it's not going to work for you. But you just have to keep at it and keep soaking your land. Come on, man, that is good word. Because it was several floods that caused that desert to bloom out there. So now here's my question. A weapon has been formed against you. And you've been struggling. And you've been struggling. And that's a great word, Reese. It's not that God's not going to. God's pressing you. God's pressing. God's pressing. Come on, a weapon of sickness has been formed against you. Slip your hands up. Father, I thank you. I come against this sickness, these diseases. Satan, we tell you, your assignment is broken in this place. No weapon formed against us will prosper. God, your word, you are faithful. Your word says we are healed. Your word says we were healed. Father, I thank you. We stand here healed delivered and set free devil you have no right you have no right you are trespassing and we call you out because God called us out to his glory we are chosen we've been called out and now we have the authority to call you out. We are his possession. We are his children. And we stand. Father, I thank you. A harvest of righteousness coming. God, I thank you. Cancer's gone. 
Gone. Gone. Lungs restored. Backs in right alignment. Hormones lined out. Gut health. Come on, I speak to somebody's gut in here. Lord, I pray you line it out right now in Jesus' name. Headaches. Come on, I speak to those headaches. Come on, I see them hands popping up. I speak to them headaches. I come against them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now. Blood pressures. Blood pressures. Father, I thank you right now. Lined out. Come on, if you need your head prayed over, put your hand on your head. Father, I thank you right now. Pray over these minds. Father, I thank you right now. Sharp. Focused. Cognitive. Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Any weapon that is formed against that, Father, I thank you we have the mind of Christ. Our immune system works and functions Come on, y'all starting to get a picture here. Father, I thank you right now. Hips. Pray for them hips. Father, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You could do your creator God. Father, I pray for hips. Pray for hips. Pray for elbows. Ligaments. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Shoulders are healed. Just talking about myself right now. Father, I thank you. (laughs) Pray for babies. There's lots of babies in here. Lord, I thank you. They're healthy. They're healthy. Lord, I pray that these women will birth children like the Hebrew women. (laughs) You better get ready. (laughs) Go on, pack your bags. 
We prayed that for one, one, one couple and they had it in the bathroom at their house. Come on, man. Y'all with me in here? Father, I thank you that we are privileged to be your sons and your daughters, to be able to call upon the kingdom of heaven in the midst of everything going on around us, all the weapons that are trying to be formed against us to keep us from being walked as privileged sons and daughters of the Most High. Lord, we thank you that we walk as lights for the kingdom of God to dispel back darkness. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. We will see y'all. Have a great fourth. And your kids, bring them. If they're going to camp, bring them.